0: Well, hello and welcome. Really nice to be here with you for the call. Ten companies picked by you, two expert guests over an hour. And it's a Monday. We've got Gaurav Sodi from The Intelligent Investor and Nathan Somosandaram from Deep Data Analytics here with me in studio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, <laughs> afternoon. to you. Well... I'm just going to get to it because we are always running low on time. So we will be speaking about APM Human Services International. We'll be speaking about Life360, Neometals, Iluka Resources, and Genesis Minerals in the first half hour of the program. But today, I think we should put the focus on energy stocks obviously rising on oil supply disruption jitters as dramatic military clashes between Israeli and Hamas forces are really significantly deepening political uncertainty across the Middle East and therefore supply of oil. But I I thought we would focus in on one company and I picked Karun as stock of the day. It is one of the best performers on the 200 today, obviously being caught up in a lot of the rise that's happening in terms of the energy space overall. But it also had RBC Capital Markets lift its price target by 3.7 percent. It is also in the Ausbiz fantasy portfolio, so I think worthwhile getting some updated thoughts on Karun in particular. And for that, I will start with you, Nathan, because I do believe, just going by memory, that you you have been a big Karun fan.
1: Yeah. You well, still are? Yeah, look, there's no need to go anywhere else. Um, it's the only oil producing um, listed asset in our market, pretty much, um, Brazilian assets. Um, and the growth play is still there. Um, I think the energy play is still there. Um, If you look at the top five commodities, baseload energy, it is dominating it and that's oil, that's uranium and to a lesser extent now, coal. Coal used to be in the top three, now it's pushed back a bit. Um, But oil, I I think the energy play plays out, we're going into the northern (coughs) hemisphere um, winter season, the demand for energy is going to be um, strong. And we've seen China um, recovery, um, you know, not like what the market expected. But they're traveling. Golden week, there was a fair amount of travel. Planes are flying. If Chinese planes are flying, demand for oil goes up. And that's gonna play through that cycle. Um, US is holding very low strategic reserves. They've run that down. So that's gonna um, play into the demand. At some point, they will have to restock because they would not want to go with that kind of storage um, at that low levels into an election cycle. So um, that's coming as well and everyone knows that. And we've already had supply side issues, and now um, what's happening with uh, Israel and uh, Palestine will add to it. Uh, I don't see that reducing it. So we've been positive because of the overall thematic and the exposure that Karoon offers, um, and the growth outlook in Karoon compared to most other players, um, and the macro favors it. Um, the geopolitics, you don't want to bet on geopolitics, but I'm sad. You know, it's sad to say that this is the cycle where geopolitics comes so um, i think if you look at the data economies are weak you're carrying too much debt politicians are going into election cycle nothing like a war to distract things so there's always geopolitics wars end up happening around these cycles so i'm not surprised by it it doesn't change our view one way or another for for the stock Uh, but the macro remains positive and the stock is giving you the best exposure in the sector
0: Corinne,
2: This is interesting because Nathan and I share the same fundamental position, but with for completely different reasons. Couldn't give a stuff about the <laughs> macro. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, they're the talking about geopolitics, what you're suddenly a, a mm. diplomat now. I, I just think investors have this I'm not picking on you, mate. But,
1: yeah, um, yeah. I, I agree, but it, it has not. As I said, it has yeah. nothing to do with the geopolitics. Yeah, yeah. We, we are going to get higher geopolitics now, right? Uh, I uh, mean, whether it's Canada, India, all of these things always happen when economies are weak. I just love.
2: I, I think it, it, investors' overconfidence um, is is staggering. You know, um, in 2020, everyone became a viral expert. Yeah. Um. For the last 12 months, everyone's become a, a silicon chip expert, and now all of a sudden, everyone's trying to predict all these geopolitical things when when we've held karoon for a couple of years it's been a multi-bagger for i funds i own it myself we know the company inside out and there was a stock sitting there completely ignored maligned mm. super cheap you didn't need to know anything about oil prices you didn't need to know anything about geopolitics to recognize a cheap stock and i think that's the focus that investors should have when looking at these energy companies forget about I know there's a war on, I know there's stuff going on, it just, your ability to forecast that, even to interpret that into a stock price, is negligent, is not nothing, it's zero. But what you can identify is a great opportunity.
0: Assets, yeah.
2: Well, the, the, the store to set up for Karoon was classic because it was a crappy business for about 15 years and it sat on net cash, it traded below cash backing for a long time, but I always thought management was distrustworthy and I never wanted to touch it while management and board were in that position. Um, this, the MD's um, son was CFO with very little experience, for example. But what you had, you had um, the um, you had board changes. So people who I had in, invested with in the past came on the board, Bruce Phillips came on board, um, other credentialed board members, CEO left, CFO left, um, they had bought a new asset. So the company was completely different to what it was in the last 10 years. But investor disdain for the stock ran so deep that no one was willing to price this as a new business. And it had a new product producing field. And you could see that this thing, this thing had a long operating history. It wasn't as though it was a brand new production field. You could see the cash flows just coming to start, th- coming to, coming through, and it was very easy to value. And we thought this was potentially a $3 stock trading at a dollar. And I still think that's the case today, except now it's no longer a turnaround. Now it is, you're really betting on exploration success. So the story is different. I, it's a hold for me now. I think if you've invested in this all the way along, as, as we have, you might even consider taking some profits because you're betting on now a continuation of exploration success. And I should add, the exploration looks very, very good in terms of geology. Um, the team is outstanding. And if they get that exploration success, you could potentially see sort of $6, $8 on the stock. But that's, this, that's a different story to buying a very obviously undervalued asset, hated by everyone to now buying an asset that is well covered, well understood, yeah. and betting on exploration.
0: Well, that was the question. So it's at $2.58 yeah. today. So you would be holding I'm holding or... it personally. Okay.
2: Um, but I just watch your position size. Uh, we're at the stage in the funds where we'd probably consider trimming some off the top. I must say, Nathan's been on this from the very beginning. Yeah, I do he's, remember. He's, he's been on it, but it's just interesting that our styles are so different mm-hmm. and lead us to the same place. Yeah. Okay, and so that's, at that's right. $2.58,
0: yeah. would you buy it?
1: Oh, look our target is around three bucks um, yeah and I, now, now the brokers have come to three bucks yeah. so grabs right the market knows um, the way we look at it is it's one thing to have a value asset you need the the say the wind to come and hit the sale so we are in that cycle so I wouldn't be going out of this sector for now um, and this is probably in the right place we you know, even in the fantasy portfolio, we have um, uh, Paladin. We had Boss and We switched yeah. to Paladin. Brilliant, and man, we by have Karoon. Both of them have done really, yeah, really well. well. So really well. the energy exposure is playing well as we thought, and this is usually the cycle where energy does well. So I'm not going away from it. I'm actually feeding into it. Have you had a look at Horizon Oil? That's that's the other one. Yeah, um, small
2: producing fields in China, yeah. very very cheap. Yeah. The, the China thing. Yeah, I think
1: it has never yeah. the China thing has never worked in any of the sectors. Yeah, okay. And I've got, you know, past burned fingers know uh, a few. Me too. So you kinda of, you kinda of be careful. I yeah. mean Karun we used to, I mean we used to call it kaboom, right? Kaboom, that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> and and it has the cycles <laughs> and then you get blown away. Yeah, yeah. So you really yeah. want to have a few ducks in line before you go into it. And yeah, for me, and when, you know, a lot of our clients, when it pulled back to around $2, we started getting in. Yeah, okay. And it's had a, a really good run. And I think, you know, even the brokers are now have now gone to $3. Mm. I know what Grav's saying in the context that the exploration works, this, thing, this yeah. thing could go a lot further. Yeah. But I think three bucks is a weighted risk I place. So, so I'm happy to buy two, yeah. three bucks. But when you get to around three bucks, I think you want to be reducing your size. Hmm.
0: Okay, so that is a buy?
1: Yeah, we have it in the model portfolio anyway, so it's Thank not going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think it done no. very well in that portfolio. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. But for the sake of people listening today, you yeah. would potentially add more or yeah. buy some at this time. OK, let's get on to the first on the list that's been nominated by our viewers and our listeners. And this one is for Sanjeev and Greg. Craig, sorry, asking about APM Human Services International. APM is the ticker code. Craig says it looks like there's been a lot of direct buying happening, but this company in its listed form, and this has been a shocker.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's su- surprising, really, when you look yeah, at it. Yeah, there's been a lot so,
0: of high hopes for this.
2: I haven't had a, a close look at this, <laughs> but um, uh, just, just for what I, the time I spent <laughs> on the show. But if you just looked at the the, the valuation numbers, it looks really attractive. It's a 13p, um, a, a huge stock, almost a $2 billion business, 6% yield. Directors are buying, and, and I'd say buying in decent numbers, and there's a lot of insider ownership here. Um, founder at the helm as chair. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going for this business. The reason I don't own it and wouldn't own it is when you dig deeper into the financials. So this is a services business. I must admit, I don't quite understand what it does. It's not. I'm gonna say up front, this is not my kind of business. Let me tell you what they, on the website, they say that the business is all about is a is a positive social impact company. The um, reports are all filled with governance, optimization, well-being enhancement. These are all bullshit words. Um, <laughs> these are words you just put together when you want to hide a meaning. Ch- or you U- don't, yeah, when when you, or when you don't understand what, what you do. I don't understand any of that. Um, and for me, I mean that that says more about my style than I think it than it does about the company. You know, it's clearly a proper business, but I do not understand what this company does. It, um, it provides some sort of government services, and I think that's a problem for me because in, in my belief system, a business is a problem-solving unit. Businesses exist to solve problems, and the profit represents um, a share of the value they create as they solve a problem. And th- the, this entire business is dedicated towards um, doing government services, which I'm not sure how much value is actually being created here other than The expenditure of government largesse Um, but it goes deeper than that philosophical problem I'm afraid it's it's a people business it should have very high returns on capital because it should have a capital like balance sheet and the returns on capital are sort of five to seven percent over a long period of time and when you investigate why that's the case you find that on the balance sheet there's almost two billion dollars of intangibles so straight away you know that this company has grown by huge acquisitions Mm. it's carrying 900 million in net debt um, it, a business like this, capital light, uh, people business, should not be carrying a high debt load. It is growing by acquisition. Mm-hmm. I think what saves it is that you seems to ha- seem to have um, well-incentivized management in charge mm-hmm. and founders who own a big stake. That reason alone is why it gets a timid hold from me. But f- this is not my kind of business. I would not touch this and I would not buy it. But I think if you are comfortable with what the business does, and can make sense of it, it is a hold.
0: Okay. Uh, Nathan, anything to add?
1: Yeah, that was scary. I I was actually actually expecting him to go for the kill. (laughs) Uh, So that's actually better than I expected. (laughs) Uh, This was the market darling when it came out. Everyone loved it. Um, But you're bang on. It's an acquisition model. It works in low interest rate. And it came out at the time when there was low interest rate. So everyone loved it for that environment. When that changed, a lot of things changed. Um, you can look at, I mean, it's employment-related services, so in theory... Yeah, it
0: helps. It's like the bridge between government and uh, businesses to find people who are looking for work, often disabled, or um, you know, people who've had trouble finding employment previously.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So um, you can look at the SEEK chart, and it looks relatively similar. It's come off, and it's basically going sideways. It's consolidating. So the market doesn't know what to do with the employment market at the moment. Uh, I don't see the catalyst in the short term, because the macro outlook is employment will go, unemployment will go up. That um, should be good for this business, uh, its right? It is. It'll get traffic going. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's where people are waiting to see how that, I because see. it's supposed to happen, but it hasn't happened. Right. Unemployment is lower globally yeah, yeah, yeah. for a lot longer okay. than what people thought. So the same reason why I think Seek looks really interesting, because it's the underperformer out of the other old mm-hmm. techs, mm. but it hasn't moved. So again, I'm waiting to see. It, this is one I like because I like the one where it's a former market darling mm. and everyone was wrong and mm. then everyone dumped it. You're right. And that then, dynamic you know, is good. It's like the yeah. service stream play, yeah. right? And then everyone's like, you get the half the crowd that doesn't want to touch it again mm. and then the other half goes, no, no, I, I'm willing to look at it. So there will be a turnaround. So I'm keeping it on the list. I actually think it, it, on the multiple, it looks okay. Yeah, it does. I think so, it, you know, if you're willing to be patient, I think it's worth the punt. Uh, but if you are expecting it to move tomorrow, that's not going to happen. It, this is going to be a slow burn. So if you're a patient investor, I think it's worth it. It's a decent size, it's a good diversified, decent sized business. So I think it's okay. Um, if you're holding it, yeah, hold. Um, but I think where we are in the market, there's going to be really big opportunities. Mm. So this is not one of them for me because there's cyclicals. I want to pick other cyclicals that can go bang. Um, so this doesn't give me the bang for the buck. So, I'm not a fan, but if you're there, hold. I, I think it's interesting. The biggest thing it's going for it is everyone loved it before. Yeah. So they wanted to succeed. So and it bounces in there. a to the story.
0: Account. Yeah. You know, founder-led. founder led. Yeah. Founder led. Australian yeah. company going overseas. But, and so, there's a lot
2: of risk in this. And it yeah.
1: came out or you know, the, the low interest rate environment when you got acquisition model. All of them came in there and people acquired a lot of businesses. Yeah. And, you know, we've looked at a number of stocks where we've, argued and I've tried to kill some of them uh, but the, those are because at that time they're mm-hmm. perfect but now you got a five percent interest rate hike yeah that's a huge difference
0: yeah
2: yep every All time right. you have a people business taking over another people business it's just hard the is really hard I and mean, look I must say they've done it looks like the numbers look
1: okay so it looks like they know what they're this doing. is I think one of the better ones in that list yeah but you got you can you can wait. Yeah,
0: Just as a reminder, you would know. But remember, last time we mm. were all here together, we talked about Camplify. Mm. Yes. And yeah, it went in the portfolio in the Osbus portfolio. Oh yeah, yeah. fantastic! Nice yeah. work, mate. Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. was all excited. Well, the yeah. others yeah. not
2: there. Did you just
1: uh, yeah. push yeah. it in? Yeah. So <laughs> Henry wasn't there, so oh, I, 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 I was Henry. able to talk him into nice. nice.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that episode yeah. is up online. If you haven't had a chance to catch up with it, mm. let's get on to the next stock though. And mm. this is for Sanjeev as well. We've mm. spoiled you today, Sanjeev. I'm assuming it's the same. <laughs> person, Life360. 360. 360. So speaking of tech, speaking of some of these growth companies, um, we will get a third quarter update coming from Life360 come November, which should be interesting because that's when North America goes back to school. That's mm. when they might see you a know, pickup in some of their um, you know subscriptions or customers. Mm. What do you think of Life360 in the tech space?
1: Yeah, look, it's performed relatively well mm. uh, operationally. It's doing really well. Everyone knows it. That's my problem. Are you a customer? I think to remember that you were also... No. A no. Um, not in 360. Okay. Right. Um, Family zone, was it? Uh, yes. Okay, right. right I was... Exactly. Uh, we, we followed that for a while. Right, right. Um, so it's... Look, it's doing well. Mm. But for me, in this market, I'm more interested in things that people don't want mm. than what people want. Mm. And 360, you're not going to really get a surprise. Everyone knows about it. It's... Uh, operationally, it's doing quite well. Um, and so I think it goes, you know, if you're there, uh, it's had a good bounce, would you chase it here? Probably not. Uh, but if you're there, I'm happy to hold till something goes wrong. Uh, again, when you're in an upgrade cycle, till you hit a downgrade, you don't need to get out. Um, so I'll be holding. Uh, but yeah, I'm not chasing anything now. I'm, I'm looking for unloved stocks. Because uh, if you look at the factors that are performing, growth, yield, momentum, in the toilet right the only thing that's shooting the lights out is value so i want unloved value uh, momentum is everyone has made a lot of money over the last 10 you know 10 to 15 years momentum trading because central bank's basically back to you um, and so that strategy is going to struggle i don't think that's going to be working in the next couple of years so in that scenario i think you want to chase value unloved stocks turning around they're the ones to be mm-hmm.
0: there all right Elders. Anyways, um, Life yes. 360, buy, hold, or I love sell.
2: It, love it. Um, I've sorely underestimated this business. Yeah. Um,
0: I was just trying to look at when yeah. it's going to, because it's one of those companies that has given a timeline for becoming profitable. I don't have it in front of me right now. But, you know, when you compare it um, to a lot of the other, mm. you know, listed tech companies, it's looking good.
2: There's a lot to like here. It is a 1.7 billion. I I, I know. That staggers me. I know. But um, to back up that big valuation, there are 54 million global users. There's not many businesses on the ASX that have that many unique monthly visitors. That's exceptional. And it is um, consistently in the top five app downloads on the App Store. Which, um, which tells you that it's no fad. It is, yeah. it is, it's been enduringly popular for many, many years. Um, the revenue is really impressive. It's sort of 10 bagged its revenue of the last um, five years, uh, which again, not many ASX companies can match that sort of revenue growth. The net loss has been narrowing, but I think where I struggle with this, there are, there are two things I struggle with. One is the problem I've had with it from the very beginning with this feels like a feature Rather than a business, you know, this is a, a a single product that could very easily, and in fact, has been adapted into the iPhone, into the Android ecosystem, and um, and I just wonder how long it can stay relevant when you basically get this bundled in um, for free with a lot of um, with, with a lot yeah, of software that's... already. But you know, so far that's been that's been on the wrong side. So that's been correct so far, but I I, I still have trouble with that. The second thing is the loss is narrowing but they're forecasting a five to ten million dollar free cash flow five to ten million dollars it's a 1.7 billion (laughs) dollar and they it's not as though this is needs to get to scale this has 54 million users how many how large Ah, does this have to get before it starts making some serious money you know that concerns me I, i this is still an avoid for me but I can understand why you'd be owning this because they're, the numbers are really impressive, but it doesn't stack up for me. I'm gonna give it an avoid still.
1: It's an interesting model because these things yeah. work and the market loves it yeah. for a period of time. And for one reason or another, at some point, they don't. And then market doesn't want to get out because they've had a good run. And then you ride it all the way down. But imagine so that that's the, that's, that's the big risk in trading this stock. You really have to go, okay, when it turns negative, you got to be able to walk away. Because this is not hmm. a platform tech. Because it can be replicated. It doesn't have the unique mode. It, that's, that's the problem, and you're right. And I, I think that's that's the thing about it. You have to classify the techs as, some of them you go, yeah, I can write it, because they're going to be around. The Altiums, the ordinates, and you go, yep, yeah, they're different. This is good, and it's performing, and it's executing, but you have to remember that it doesn't have the mode like an Altium or an ordinate. Imagine it when they
2: were pitching this, right? Imagine you're a PE investor or a, a ventures investor and they come to you and say, we're gonna have 54 million people on our platform. You can do the sums and you might think, well, these guys must be making hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of talking single digit free cash flows. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand that. Now may, maybe there's a good reason for that, maybe it requires some digging, but it doesn't look all that attractive to mm-hmm. me.
0: Yeah, good point. All right, interesting, there you go. We've got a hold and an avoid for Life360. Now, it wouldn't be a program, would it, unless we veered into battery metal <laughs> uh, technology, at least once, Neo Metals. This one's been picked by Brent. He says he loves the look of it as a business. In terms of service they provide, the partnerships they're engaged in, for example, they've got uh, you know deal with Mercedes-Benz for battery recycling, but he's saying the share price has copped an absolute pasting he says that he's content taking a long-term view but he wants to know has it been beaten down for any obvious reason that he's not seeing and could he pick up some stock you know is it worthwhile picking up some stock so Neo Metals. so it's battery um recycling Mm. and recovery but it's interesting because it also has a mining operation from what i can see i've interviewed the ceo before um so is this sort of like the perfect combination of a company that's trying to advance, you know, when it comes to some of this battery technology and the recycling, which will be needed, like we all know that, or is it uh, complicated and that's what the market's called out?
2: Nadina, I've coined a new recommendation um, called NFI, no freaking idea, <laughs> Okay. and I think more people should use that. And this is the perfect stock to demonstrate the, the <laughs> thinking behind NFI. Forget about what it was trading at. This is $170 million. If someone came to you and said, you can have this business for $170 million, what would you be getting? You're getting a battering recycling business, which is a idea that makes no money, a vanadium recovery business, which is an idea that makes no money, and a chemicals business, which is a bad idea that makes no money. (laughs) I don't see the business here, I really don't. Um, it's It's a solid avoid for me, but really this is, Trying to do three different, <laughs> largely unrelated things, at 170 million dollars, I I I think shared price charts sometimes, you know, that that can look enticing to some people, but it is really irrelevant. What's relevant now is the 170 million dollars and what you're getting for it. I don't think you're getting very
1: much.
0: Interesting. But you are getting, you know, some linkages with the likes of mm-hmm. Mercedes-Benz. They work overseas as well in different sort of um, domiciles. I know they've got an operation in Canada. They're looking to have some sort of an operation in Canada. So, yeah, is it sometimes when it comes to these, mm. it's got a v- Vandium offtake agreement with Glencore. I knew that it had a couple other big names. You know, when we've got such a, what we're told, paradigm shift when it comes to EVs, Uh, you know, when it comes to the type of technologies that we'll be using in the EVs, is it just um, really healthy to sometimes not get excited when you see some of these MOUs and and agreements being signed?
1: Yeah, I think MOUs are like a um, confetti, really. Um, Because you see so many of them and they don't play play out. Um, And especially when you're uh, at the early stage of your business model. Those things can be very uh, flimsy, so you got to be really careful. Um, Guraf's right in the context that in an EV, e- even if you're buying the thematic, you're buying, first you're buying, can people adapt? Can, you know, how many people are going to move to EV? Is this going to be the technology that becomes the solution? All of those things are still unknown. We're still trying to work out. Is, is the lithium battery the answer? Or is it hydrogen? Is it, I mean, I'm not saying one way or another, but interestingly enough if you look at the commodity performance and i just look at the data the ev commodities like lithium and graphite they're the worst Mm -hmm. right so the market is not paying for them so you're buying the second derivative of that so the you know the lithium stocks have come off and because i want them to come off more because i want to buy a couple of them not because of the lithium but for other reasons like min and igr so i'm waiting for them to come off so you know, they've had a good run and they're coming off. These are second derivatives, so they're coming off even more. Um, I don't know the technology to make a uh, bet on that. I doubt most people do. Um, And you're right in the context that we're talking about something that doesn't really exist and we don't know how that models are going to work and you're paying for it. Um, Yeah, in this market, dreams are, you know, when it's 0%, dreams are cheap. When, When you're 5%, dreams are expensive. So you don't want to be there Um, I would not be I mean if you're there um, you obviously love the story well you've already lost a bit of money if you want to keep that hold that don't put extra money in it I think till you see traction uh, till you see the model actually performing I would not be putting any more money I think it's overly complicated at the best of times actually like your view that some stocks you just got to go It's just too hard Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. It's just too hard.
0: Mm. All right. Well, that is Neo Metals for you, Brent. And I will pass your other message on to Kashi. Something about footy tickets or something like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, let's get to the fourth stock on the list. <laughs> and that is where to go. It was I Luca, wasn't it? And this was yes. for Rosie, who has uh, given us a bit of perspective, at least her take on how she sees the world. She yes. says, I fail to understand how our wonderful miners are not hailed, but maligned. However, she says, I digress. Analysts appear to be so frightened to praise our diligent, efficient, hands-on people. There are many I'd like you to comment on. However, she's focused in on Iluka. Mineral Sands, return on equity, last report, she put at 34%, loads of money in the bank, high of $12, during the year and now trading at around seven well seven fifty, pretty close to it. So I Luca Gorev, what's up?
2: I, I love miners too. Yeah. I love rocks. I love geology. My son's starting his rock collection. Aren't already. you a former
0: geologist?
2: No, no, I'm not. I'm a former economist, but um, hmm. I, I start out in I don't know in, what's worse. Um, in, in mining <laughs> mining, mining yeah. stocks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my son's starting his rock collection. So I, I get my, you are excited by miners. But when I put my investment hat on, don't care to give us stuff about what the business does. This is a business. And um, the, the less emotion, the less attachment you can bring to your analysis, the so better So business it be. is a
0: business is a business. Correct. Yeah. It doesn't matter
2: what it does. Yep, it's a business, yep. And I look up is, um, is actually, I, yeah, I haven't looked at this for a long time. So I, I thank you for bringing it up because I would not have looked at it um, without being prompted to, and um, it's a good, it's a good, a good stock to look at co- in comparison to Neometals. Yeah, you know, with Neo Metals, I said, what are you getting for your 107 billion dollars? It's a three billion dollar business. So let's have a look at what we're getting for our three billion dollars, right? So um, they own a 20% stake in Daterra royalties, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the best businesses on the ASX. Um, that's worth about f- between four and five hundred million dollars. Okay. They got $300 million in net cash, so there's $700 million. So for, for your two point something, $2.3 billion, mm-hmm. what are you getting? Well, I look, uh, my, is, is uh, owns a third of the Zircon market um, globally, globally owns a third of the market. That is an extraordinary concentration of production, which is not common in commodity markets. Um, and when you do find concentration in commodity markets, you tend to find decent cash flow and profitability. Now, that hasn't been the case for iLuca over its long history, but in more recent history, they have done much better because management has improved, and they've sold bits of the business that made no sense and now focusing on better parts of the business. So the quality of the company has clearly improved. Um, you're also getting, which I think, and this is the, this is the interesting thing. So the, um, the Zircon business... Over the last couple of years it's sort of made between three four hundred million dollars in free cash flows which is probably higher than average but let's say they can do two to three hundred million that still sounds pretty reasonable for a a two billion dollar business um and and on top of that over decades of mining they've been throwing all their tailings away and it turns out those tailings are rich in rare earth minerals Mm -hmm. and so the government has funded them 1.2 dollars billion non-recourse loan which means the debt is attached to the, um, to the rare earths business and not to the zircon yep. business. Um, so they get a, a low interest loan from the government to build a refinery, which they're building at the moment, to, um, to cycle through all this rare earth they have. About five years of stockpiles, so for five years, they're not going to have to drill anything mm-hmm. or dig anything, they're just running their stockpiles through this um, refinery. It's pretty attractive, and after that they've got some targets, but they will have one, one of the only rare earth refineries in the world, and the only one in a Western country. This is a strategic asset um, that very hard to replicate, would never get off the ground without government assistance, and I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, look, I'm going to put a buy on this, I am surprised to do it. When I say strategic asset, I don't mean that because rare earths are hot, it's a strategic asset. Yep. A refinery is the hardest part of the rare earth process to crack. Once you have it, you can actually use that as a toll road and you can take other people's mm-hmm. ore and shove it through your mm. refinery process. It's not quite as simple as that, but it, that, that would be the idea that I'm guessing here. This, this need not be a crappy mining business. This could be a nice tolling business mm. if that's what they wanted to do. I just think there's a makings of an interesting company here. I'm, I'm putting a bar on this. Interesting. Very interesting idea. Um, uh, it's, I will say that that Zircon is one of the most cyclical. Zircon yeah. goes into ceramic tiles, yep. it makes things white. It is, in, it, it is um, uh, correlated with the building cycle, okay. and everyone expects, and I think correctly, that Zircon price is about to get smashed. Yep. And that's why the share price has fallen so far. And I think Zircon prices are going to get smashed. So you'll see profits fall in this business a lot. There might be a pending opportunity again. So yeah. just, just be patient, no need to run out yeah. and and, uh, and back up the truck. But I, I would mm-hmm.
0: start accumulating. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you asked, Rosie. Mm-hmm. What do you think, May, because I could hear a little... <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the
1: very first time when I heard what Zircon is used for yeah, it? oh, OK. <laughs> it's like your toilets are white because of they Zircon. use Zircon. Yes, I'm yes, going, yes. But the, What's the normal color? It's like see-through type thing. And like, no. well, I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like black or something. So they kind of get that. So it's pretty cool. Um, the management, I have to admit, over time, I've found that the management is pretty clean cut. They tell you. They tell you, second prices. Now they're better. They weren't always good. Yeah. I guess so. But now they actually tell you. It's like, hmm. demand is strong. Buy the damn stock. <laughs> uh, demand is not so strong. Sell the damn stock. Hmm. Uh, so you are right. It is cyclical. And the property cycle is weak. And I think that'll play out and you will get a cheaper play. What I like about this is I like unique commodities where there's only one or two players mm-hmm. and you like like Karun is one mm-hmm. example in our market, mm-hmm. um, you know, Linus, these unique ones I, I'm a fan of because as you said, the process is hard. Yeah. So the ones where there's processes are, and yes, that, that whole idea, if they can be the processor, yeah. I think that's a huge, it's, it could be another min-rest type play. And I think management is good enough now that that they could execute. So it is one on the shopping list, but I'm not touching it because it is bloody cyclical it is very cyclical. it is it very go- cyclical. it goes much lower than you think, yeah I know and it goes much and, and than you think. Uh, we played yeah. this before yes, trying yes. to pick the bottom on Iluka <laughs> yeah. is it is um yeah, yeah. It's, it's painful so, so
0: you reckon you'll be able to get it cheaper once those prices do exactly happen. I, I think you get that, probably right when the
1: sen- <laughs> the housing sentiment will yeah. hit it um, and now uh, we think you should be taking profit on things like James Hardy and borrowing this yeah. cycle right, right? right so this will follow that cycle yeah. and there's a lot of stocks that'll turn yeah. on that and I'm waiting and this is one Definitely on my shopping list, I want to buy, but the time is not right now, so I will wait. Mm
0: -hmm. All right, well, that is Iluka. Let's get to number five before we have to take a bit of a break, and that is Genesis Minerals. So also a pretty good day to be talking about gold. Uh, Gold prices are higher, and that's done good things for the sector. This one's for Connor. I I don't have any context around it, but Connor and everyone actually just keep in mind, this is information only, this is not specific financial advice. Uh, but Genesis Minerals. Um Gold. What do you think? But I think it's gold exploration. I don't know yeah, if they've actually got I'd,
1: any they bought a few things. Yeah, yeah okay. they bought a few things. and uh, I mean geez, the market has 1. big. No, bill- it's like <laughs> <Yeah. Yes. laughs> <laughs> Are you exploring at one point four?
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, Macquarie does have an outperform on it. I do yeah. note saying yeah. that uh, you know preliminary production and cash flow data for the September quarter yeah. did outpace its expectations. So saying that all in sustaining costs are comparing pretty favorably. Um, yeah, I do, think do, it might have okay. new management
1: as yeah, well. Yeah, they're they're starting to do okay, and I mean brokers should love them. <laughs> Potential cap raising. Uh, So, (laughs) not cynical. No, no. no, This this one is very acquisitive. There are cap raises coming. Yeah, there's a question. Brokers circle like sharks. Yep. Um, So, I mean, I like the gold thematic mainly because if you the, the macro cycle is central banks are near their peak, so if interest rates are not going up, and if you if you see, I think market's expensive. I think the market will come off, and if that's the case, fixed income, which everyone hates, will actually get a bite. Yields always go down. In in a weak economic cycle, people go into fixed income and such a big market that a lot of money has to go in to pull that down. And if yield is going down, gold does well. So I think gold on an overall basis, I think it's in the right part of the cycle um, and you want to be there. So I'm positive on that. Do I want to buy a $1.4 billion Explorer? (laughs) No. Um, I'm buying producers, big producers. I'm getting good multiples on Northern Star. By far the best play. Or Gold Road, uh, they're the two. If you want to get a mix of producer explorer, I think Gold Road a um, pretty good play. So I've got better producers that I want to play, but I like the sector. So you know, if the viewer has a specific interest in this stock and he loves it and he believes in management, then I think it's worth it. But I like the overall thematic. I just find different stocks better risk return for okay. me.
0: Okay.
2: This is a beloved stock. Um, people have fallen in love with this, and it's got a very charismatic and famous CEO, the founder of Saracen, who built that business from basically nothing into a multi-billion dollar business, um, moved over to Genesis, and is beginning the process of building Genesis. Now, one thing that raised alarm bells for me straight away was that he's he said that we are building, we found a gap in the, in the market. Investors don't have a mid-cap gold producer uh, to invest into, so we're going to build them a company that they can buy. And again, you know, I opened the show saying businesses are profit-solving engines. I do not buy a business because of investor demand; it's really suspicious. I that I wouldn't buy the business just for that, to yeah, be honest. Right. But that's just me. Um, the further analysis is probably warranted. Um, it is actually; it's not a producer now. You look at the historic numbers, and it looks disastrous.
1: It's just starting, but
2: it, it, it did buy um, the St. Barbara assets. Right. um, And it's taken an 80% stake in Dacian gold, which neither of those assets are any good, really. The the, the St. Barbara assets, all you have to do is go look at St. Barbara over the last few years. It's a disaster. And it's not a disaster because St. Barbara is a lousy miner, although it is. Um, It's a disaster (laughs) because they're mining at a 125-year-old ore body that's 2,000 meters below the earth at five grams a tonne. So just think about that, right? You got these, what, 40 trucks, 40 massive trucks going down a 2,000-meter decline, hauling up ore at five five grams per tonne. Yeah, Grams per (laughs) tonne. I just don't don't think they're gonna make a lot of money with this and history would suggest they better be doing something different because if all they're doing is what St. Barbara was doing and St. Barbara was not a great operation, I'm sure this is a better run business. They're they're probably making some changes to the mine plan. I haven't looked at it, but I'm sure there are changing bits and pieces, but you can't fight geology here. It's a a depleted ore body, two kilometers beneath the surface at a low grade. This is not a great asset. I I don't understand this. Um, And the second, the Dacian mine, it's an upside down ore body as well. You've got to dig through a whole lot to get to a better ore body, but still you've got to dig a lot to get to it. And, and these guys are building ounces. What they're interested in is buying ounces. They're not interested in, in my view, they're not interested in quality. Um, they're building a vehicle for investors to buy and um, I don't really hmm. want to buy it. Uh, this isn't a void for me. It is, everyone loves this stock. So this is a very kind of cyclical, right. a very kind of consensus. Uh, this is a classic story stock for me and I, I don't buy it.
0: Ooh, mm. story stock in mining. You don't hear that a lot. <laughs> Interesting. All right, guys, we'll take a bit of a pause and just run through what we've learned. And as far as Karun Gas goes, or I call it Karun Gas, I don't think it's got it in its name anymore, Karun. Energy, Karun Energy. Karoon Energy. <laughs> it is a hold for Gorav. Um, he says, watch your position size, though. You might want to take some profits if you've been in this for quite some time. It's still a buy for mm. Nathan. He does see the macro remaining positive. APM Human Services, a hold if you're in it and you know it. Um, but look, it's um, it's an avoid for Gaurav generally, you know, for himself personally. He just, um, Nathan points out that this is an acquisition model that doesn't work very well when rates are rising and yields are close to 5%. Life360, it is an avoid for Gaurav. He's not... Really, that keen on its expectations for free cash flow, considering the massive amount of users that it has. What's up with that? It's a hold for Mathan because what he's after is unloved value stocks. You're not going to be surprised by Life360. The market knows about it. Neo metals and FI. You'll have to look that one up, but uh, Gaurav has coined it. <laughs> he would be avoiding neo metals and uh, yeah, well. Nathan says if you're in it, you might want to hold it if you understand the story and really believe it, but he would not be putting any new money in. Again, zero interest rates. Dreams are cheap. Number four, I look at it's a buy for Gaurav. He um, likes the fact that this rare earth's refinery may become something strategic, something toll-like that can be used by others. Um, but Nathan says it's so cyclical. You'll be able to buy it cheaper. Just wait. And uh, you just heard what we were talking about, Genesis, and it is an avoid, but we've got a bonus buy because Nathan likes the gold thematic and he would be buying Northern Star resources. That's worked out well for him. So there you go. Let's get to the portfolio. I mentioned that mm. Camplify Ooh. went in when I saw that come through from Kashi, I thought that's a good one. Um, you know. I am agnostic, but I just thought it was good because we had the conversation the week before. Um, Avita Medical was taken out and its waiting was distributed between Washington H. Sol Pats and Altium. Uh, 1% was taken out of current energy, though. You didn't tell me that, Nathan. Pro yeah, yeah. and Paladin, you, did you not I, I
1: like had that? To, I had to trade. Well, you do <laughs> have to, to,
0: yeah. And another 1% was um, put toward that amplified buy. All right, so the portfolio is up 3.3% yeah. on a cumulative return basis. It's not enough
2: Leviser in there, guys. Uh,
0: yeah, really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, get some more of that.
0: Well, yeah, Jeffrey's mm. had a note out on the Australian retailers today. Mm. I haven't had a chance to go through it in detail, but it's such an interesting part of the market. Mm. Um, what's your thoughts, Glavisa, just give me your 30 seconds on it.
2: It's a buy. It's, it's, the, it's one of the best retailers, I've probably the best retailer I've ever seen. Sales per square meter, nothing else comes close. Um, store rollout is, is phenomenal. This, this, there could be thousands of stores here. I, I just think there's, we've not seen a successful international rollout in Australia at all. And so we don't know what to look for, we don't know what to compare it with when these things work mm. these are phenomenal phenomenal
1: businesses and, and we're witnessing one working
2: before our very eyes
0: and Nathan any quick thoughts oh look I,
1: I like it I mean the amount of uh, purchases my daughter makes you have to, you have to like <laughs> she's it. holding the chair yeah. by herself uh, and uh, she works at Smiggles so go figure <laughs> um, and she buys enough Smiggles stuff uh, but the reality is I think for me, I, I still think you're going into a Christmas period mm. where consumer spending is going to be really tough.
2: That's the opportunity. I'm
1: sure that, that's correct. And, that's, yeah, and that right. is what I think the timing. Yeah. If I was buying retail, I, I like retail because nobody likes retail. Mm. So this is why I think retail is an opportunity. And I actually got a few targets and I'm not going to mention them because <laughs> I want to wait and see how that plays out. Uh, and so I'll it, try. <laughs> Give
0: me a few minutes. And, yeah.
1: and it comes mm. to s- some of these things are actually doing well yeah. in a bad market. But I think Christmas is going to be tough. So when Christmas comes in, people have optimism. And then when that gets shot down, I think retail has that final blob. And that's when you want to get in. I think you want to buy retail stocks in Christmas when people don't like it. And I think that that'll be the opportunity. And I would, that's when I would look at LaVisa and you'll get a pretty good shot. All right, the consumer spending problem is global.
0: All right, all right, all right, all right. I just got the hurry up. Oh, okay. my gosh, I lost track of time. Let's get nice. to the next one. Oh, IPD, and this one always confuses me. It's IPG, G- Ticker yeah. code <laughs> Star Entertainment. This will be quick. Yeah. Macmillan Shakespeare, ARB, and Bell Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So let's get to IPD. This is for Luke. He owns it because he reckons mm-hmm. it's a picks and shovels play on the renewable green energy sector, which I've got to say, Philip Pepe, by memory, Sean Partners, agrees. So you don't like EVs.
2: I don't like EVs, but as I said, I am very good at being unemotional about this stuff. Yeah. And this is just a business. I, I, I was shaking my head there, because this is not. And the, the EV but thing it's is... it's an
0: electrical business, so it's not just about EVs. Well,
2: the 8% of revenues come from the EV charging business, uh-huh. and um, 92% of it is, is a electrical distributor. Yeah. This is a fascinating, I've never looked at this before and I was very surprised by what I saw. Um, a lot of it actually intrigues me. I'm sorry, this is gonna be the only one I take I take some time on. The other one I'll, I'll rip through okay. pretty quickly, but it's worth spending a bit of time on this. Um, so this started in 1950, but current management bought it out in 2005 and they listed only in 2021. So it's only been listed for a little while. 400 million market cap, but huge insider ownership. Um, it's got, um, a decent amount of net cash on balance sheet, and historically really high returns on capital. What really surprised me here, though, was the margins. This is a distribution business, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And we're familiar with distribution business. There are others listed on the ASX. The best distribution business on the ASX is Digger Data. Now Mm -hmm. Digger Data does 3% EBIT margins, 2% NPAT margins. Um, and generates big returns on yeah. cap or returns on equity because it uses a lot of debt to juice up its returns. That's what I would expect for a distribution business. These are low margin, high turnover businesses. So Dicka Data turns its inventory over 15 times a year. So I was expecting something similar when it came to IPD. But IPD, 10% EBIT margins versus 3% for Dicka Data, 7% NPA margins versus 2% for Dicka Data doesn't turn its inventory over at all three times a year versus 15 times a year. So what is going on here? I don't understand this. So clearly, I do not understand this business, but this is not a typical distribution business because these are not the numbers of a distribution business. This is something else and I don't haven't had the time to go through what it is, but I would love to hear from management, Nadine, um, and just understand how they generate these numbers because I don't know what's really driving these numbers here. I clearly don't understand it. It looks very interesting. Um, as I said, it's. Um, it, it, it's not really an EV business, it's more of a traditional yeah. distributor. Yeah. I think construction um, and, and mining and, um, and commercial take up engineering most Engineering
0: services, yeah. Um, ha- engineering for electric electrical yeah. equipment. Um, but even challenge now, accepted, are, I'll yeah. get them on. I, I, I,
2: I would certainly be holding this if you owned it and pop this on okay. your watch list and try and figure it out because this is this is the most intriguing business on the list today surprised me a lot and I'm interested.
0: Cool. What mm. about you, Matt?
1: Exactly. Mm. I, I was just telling Rima before, I was like, what is this stock? Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it, it's been listed for about two years and it's like an algo buy consistently. It's literally just climbed straight line mm-hmm. and it just looks and it's trading phenomenally well. And yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm looking at it going, how good is I mean, usually, IPOs, you know, if it tanks in the first six months, you'd run away. And this is like the complete opposite. It's been a great IPO and it's been performing really well. Well, there's something the, else
2: here that we don't. Understand.
1: Yeah, we don't understand. And the multiples are not cheap. And you're buying. Yeah, the multiples are not cheap. You're, you're paying yeah. big multiples. Mm-hmm. Um, and my worry is are you coming late to the game? And I don't want to be the sucker who pays for other people to get out. So you've got to be careful here. If you've been there. Um, you know, without a doubt, you hold till something goes wrong. Uh, but fresh money, um, yeah, I, I, we are missing something. I actually have to... And there are two brokers covering it. Yeah. So um, Who's covering it? Bells and uh, Shaw. Okay. So I'm going to have to dig up the... Find the I research was just looking look for
0: at, the report in my yeah. inbox. I'll send it to you guys yeah. after the show. Yeah, because I, I want to
1: read right through now. and see Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it looks like... A, I mean, it's 400 mil. Great market cap. Yeah. It's yeah. not Good on the index. Yeah. So yeah. it is a potential. Yeah. If it holds Found this market cap... Um, net, ca- net, ca- net cash for a distribution business. Yes, I know. Very surprising. I know. Yeah. And so, I mean, you just play the index game. It's going to get in the index, everyone will buy it. So in that context, you're going to get a kicker. So there is a catalyst for it. I just can't explain yeah. what it's. I would say it looks no
2: expensive. Though. It the, the, is the free, expensive. free cash flow looks very low on this company. Um, so some people know about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not I, us. It, yeah. So
1: yeah. it's something <laughs> that there's some mm. secret source that we're not seeing mm. and the market's willing to pay and, you know, other stocks have had pullbacks. This ain't yeah. got anything. So, yeah,
0: All right. Well, we, you will both be doing your research. I'll yeah. try to find that note. Yeah. And uh, we'll go from there. But I'll, in the meantime, I'll call the company as well. Thanks. All right. Let's go to mm. Star Entertainment. So it's got this debt package locked in, $750 million equity Ooh. raising. Is there any reason why you would own Star? Just because, I mean, is it cheap? Cheap enough? I own got it. some property? You own it?
2: We own it. Mm. Yeah. Oh. It's been it's been the worst performing in our portfolio yeah. by, by a long way <laughs> it's been a, it's been a disaster it really has we've, we've stuffed this one up um and um i don't know what i can tell you i i i think we have we've sold it now um with this latest cap raising it just um what i don't understand here is that you've got a business here with lots of underlying property there are assets yes. in this company and i understand that it needed capital but raising capital of what was it 60 cents or something that's permanent dilution. You don't yeah. recover from that. Um, and only a CEO who owns zero stock and we'll does do not give a crap about shareholders would raise capital at 60 cents when he's sitting there with a balance sheet with $2 billion of assets on it. Yeah. So I did I, the distrust. And I actually liked the old CEO. I followed him through, through Tabcorp and Tyro, and I liked his work in both those businesses. So when he came over to Star, we actually felt quite confident. But um, something Robbie, is, Robbie, uh, Robbie, Robbie, yeah, Robbie Cook, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when some, something has clearly happened here, he's made a poor call, or he's had his—he's um, been forced to raise capital for whatever reason. But uh, I, you know, it was clear to us that the business needed money. Yeah. But they have assets—two billion dollars mm-hmm. worth of assets—sitting there. And why they don't sell part of that or, um, or monetize part of that okay. um, is is really disappointing. So yeah, this is a sell for me. I've just kind of lost. Uh, I've, I've lost yeah. faith in management and and this this is permanent dilution you do not come yeah. back from this yeah um, and I think it's gonna be very hard for new shareholders yeah. what
1: what do you think, it's, it's like property trust in the GFC when you raise at the bottom yeah uh, you don't come you back. kill your growth yep. into the future we've been out of the casino sector for a while could have said something <laughs> you, you I remember us having that chat and you yeah. said it's got utility value I, I may said, have said that. Yeah. Sounds like something I, I might say. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, that was uh, right. Be careful, yeah. <laughs> because it's like the banks. You know, when mm. one person gets a problem, it usually means everyone's got the problem. Mm. Um, actually, funny enough, I took my daughter when we were staying in the city. My daughter wanted to go to the Star Casino for uh, to eat, so we went there. It looks
2: very old and dated. Does it? Yeah. yeah. So, no. They're getting creamed by the, the new
0: crown. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, yeah, right yeah. on here. Okay, Not guys, let's data. get on to the next one. Macmillan yep. Shakespeare, MMS. Ray writes in saying, is it a buy? Do experts think that the dividend is sustainable? Would you hold Macmillan for the dividend? Uh,
1: the, I think the, the cycle in that one is probably at the end of it. I think, you, I think it's okay for the yield. I think the business model holds up. So you're okay if you've been there. I don't see the upside, so I'm not buying something where I don't see the upside. So, to so be you quick, would
0: hold it, even looking at that chart?
1: Yeah. Look, I think that's, that's, a, that's a star chart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, oh, that's sorry. star. Yeah, card. Yeah, um, it's come off a bit in the last couple of months, um, but look, I, I think look, I think the market's going to go down, so there's more downside risk. But I think this is a stable enough model that it holds up. Mm. But I just don't see the upside. Uh, I think the market knows about the whole sector and it's outperformed most. So I actually think you know it's done well. Um so you probably would have done well if you had been there. Um, I don't I wouldn't put fresh money in it. So it's a hold at best for me.
0: Yeah. So team that's the wrong chart. We're talking about Macmillan Shakespeare. Um, oh, yes. what about you, Gaurav?
2: I actually there is upside here. Um, Ooh, and okay. the market's caught on to it. Um, these businesses are most uh, they do um, salary packaging. Yeah. But novated leasing is a big part of their yeah. businesses. So the government has introduced this new law that um, elect EV novated leases are tax deductible. Um, And I think what you're going to see, I'm seeing it anecdotally, which is how we came to this sector, and we're seeing it now in the numbers, is that um, the take up of Novated leases in professional services and in blue Mm -hmm. collar, white collar workers, thank you, um, is soaring. And it's going to be, if you don't take it up, you're silly, right? The deal is so good that um, I think it's going to go, I think it's like 4% of workers currently take up novated leases. It's got to be up to 30, 40, like you'd be silly not to do it. If you're buying a car and you don't take up an EV novated lease, breaks my heart to say that it's just a, it's a no brainer. So the volumes coming through these novated lease businesses are going to soar. Um, but they're priced for it. Um, so Smart Group is one we've been looking at, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can't buy that's, that at 18 times earnings. Really well mm-hmm. managed, really good capital allocation. That's been the outperformer. Uh, yeah, that has done very well, because it's the best, I think it's the best, it's not yeah, as big to market, as big Darling, million, but it's the best business in the sector. Yeah, I don't think it's worth 18 times earnings, even though there's a lot of growth, because these companies are reliant on slights of government regulation. Um, mm-hmm. The yeah. boom appeared with a stroke of a pen, and it can yeah. disappear just as easily. Mm-hmm. So I would not pay more than,
1: uh, and all Most of these stocks trade these together stocks. you can see the trend is pretty similar with all of these stocks so it's you're right it's the macro thematic what's plays through the sector so, so there's hold always
2: it? A risk. yeah i'd hold it yeah. i'd hold it um i'd prefer smart group but it, these stocks need to trade at 12 times um, Jeez, these wow. are uh, risky okay. businesses yeah
0: yeah i remember that years back when macmillan just went into the dumps because there was a change yeah. in policy okay let's get to arb yeah. because you know great aussie company so we've been told we've seen new vehicle sales <laughs> continuing, you know, despite the economic slowdown. But when does it, you know, when does it sort of come home to roost for Airb? Uh,
2: it's a hold, Nadine. Um, everyone knows this stock. Yeah. It's a wonderful business, one of the best businesses yeah. on the board. Uh, wonderful management, 27 times earnings. We did own it, and we've sold it. Um, but I think for most people who don't need to you know, try and get the best returns most people this is just a hold um nice oem agreements in the u.s should add to earnings over time but i think it looks pretty heady at this sort of price um so yeah. i'm happy to hold
1: yeah to are running short of time so yeah it's a hold yeah. it's a hold. i don't think anybody's going to be surprised
0: okay so that's arb and then what do we get to at the end clinuvel pharmaceuticals cuv is the ticker code so it's got a drug a treatment for um for that uh, disease that makes you lose your pigmentation. Yeah, some license yeah. sensitivity.
2: I yeah. can't remember the name yeah. of the disease. Um, yeah.
0: So Bell Potter has a buy mm. on the company. Senes is the treatment Senes. that it does. Um, but you know, this is one of those companies. Is this sort of a, a one-trick wonder?
2: Yeah, we, we did have a buy on this. We didn't own it in the portfolios, but we did have a buy on it on really? one stage. We since have put a sell on it, and we made a, a loss on it um, doing that. The reason that for the switch is actually it hit all our financial metrics. They actually. Our analysts got the numbers almost spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of profit, cash flow, it's done very, very well. It's the, There's a, been a change in, in focus of management that's really concerned us. So they own a, uh, the compound Sinise, which is used to treat um, 13,000 people with light sensitivity. Mm-hmm. They've currently attacked, I think, 1% market share. So we were hoping that they'd focus all their efforts on marketing and try and grow that market yeah, share. Yeah, they've out. got
0: a market in China, I think, as well, that they were trying to develop, right. yeah.
2: What they're doing instead is they're using that compound and trying to develop new drugs with a compound. So the um, CapEx has gone up a lot. R&D budgets are huge. We expected those to fall off and free cash flow to start piling up, but that's not what's happening. In my view, I, I would rather see the business focus on growing market share of a drug that is proven to work and they're making lots of money from rather than trying to spend research dollars on finding new uses for the compound um, so it's a it's a sell but look i understand this is um an interesting business if, you, if you're buying this or holding it i, I get it it's not a, a silly choice i won't try and talk you out of it
0: okay well this is for samuel what do you think Michael?
1: uh tough time for a biotech because yes, mining. But you
0: like unloved companies I, I do love nice.
1: I, I do i love biotech <laughs> yeah. right i love biotechs yeah. uh but there are some warning signs broker initiating when uh, there's R&D, there's uh, a cap raising coming. Okay, right. Uh, that's okay. one red flag that worries me. Two, biotechs are not going to get a love in this current cycle because mining stocks are doing. They're the uh, inflation uh, plays. So while mining stocks are hot, biotechs don't do well. So the cycle is against you. Um, it's tough. Uh, my gut feel is when a new broker initiates on a biotech in this kind of market, uh, you know, where the share price is underperformed quite a bit there's a cap raising coming Mm. Uh, so you (laughs) if if you're gonna buy if you want to buy this stock and you love the management and you think it can do it well wait for the cap raising and you get the discount So that's probably my best guess.
0: Mm, Okay, well there you go. And you know that that's a theme that Nathan often picks out.
2: (laughs) That's a former broker himself.
0: Not (laughs) Jaden at all, at all. All right, so what have we learned in this next half of the program? IPD, both these guys are gonna go and do their research. It's a hold for Gaurav, but he's got it on the watch list. A hold for Nathan, he says, like, it looks really interesting, but they don't fully understand. Uh, where it's fine, what's really driving its financial metrics, actually. But um, Star Entertainment, it's a hard sell for both of my guests here. Gorav's been burnt on that one. Macmillan, a hold for both of my guests. Um, now ARB, a hold, a solid hold. Uh, you know, there's not going to be any surprises with ARB. Most likely, that's for Nick and Clunyvel. It's a sell for Gorav. What? Um, it was a hold for you, or yeah,
1: I look. Uh- if, if you're going to buy it, in, I would wait for the cap raising. Yeah, okay. That wait would be my Yeah, Wait for the cap raise. That will put the
0: share price down. And yeah. then you could get in if you believe the story. Uh, guys, that flew by, honestly. Um, but mm. thank you so much for all of your insights as always. It's good to see good you. Man. And uh, we'll see you in a Thanks. couple of think, weeks. Yeah. Now, let's get to uh, just a bit of a reminder that if you would like us to cover a company, you can yeah go to osbiz.co forward slash call picks. And if you're wondering what's going on in the market right now, worthwhile sticking around. We'll get you across that next.